Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Yo, 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 yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Avery Sports Show here on location from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is a rarity. I'm not here by myself. It's rare. Avery is not alone. <laughs> wow. And that voice you heard heckling me is the old friend of the program, Mr. Mike Wilson. We heard a group of friends. And Mike, this is your first time in Vegas. How are you enjoying Nevada for your first time? I'm so tired already. <laughs> already? It's, it's wow. Great. I'm going to need a nap before the game. Like, we have not even been here two full days yet, and Mike is no, already tired. Not even one full day. No. Technically. We landed at like 9 o'clock last night. Yes, we did. And then I was at the casino till 3 a.m. Yes, and see, I told, see, I told Mike Vegas hits different, but no, Mike didn't want to listen. I didn't think you could <laughs> buy a giant beer for four dollars at CVS and walk around town with it. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Pretty great. Yeah, it, it, it's fun, isn't it? And the reason why we're all down here is because, like Mike just mentioned, we're here to mainly watch the Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll be my first time, finally. Go inside T-Mobile Arena. From what I heard, is a gorgeous arena. It looks sexy as heck. I also heard it is uh, a friend of mine just came back. He was here on the weekend. Yes. And uh, said it's the loudest arena he's ever been in. Like, you couldn't hear yourself think. No. Which I think uh, sounds pretty cool. It does. And yeah, and the funny thing is that people were always saying that, oh, when this team was announced here in Vegas, oh, it's not going to work. They won't support it. But from... Pretty much day one, they've been loud and loving hockey down here. Yeah, uh, I was one of those people, and I'm surprised. Just walking around uh, town here, like, you can tell they've embraced being a hockey town, which yeah. to me to me is nuts. And I feel like Edmonton kind of has uh, this inferiority complex where where the Oilers are, are vaulted up so much because we don't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's cold and there's the Oilers. Yes. And that's kind of it. Where it's like Vegas, is it's fun because it's... A world-renowned city, yeah, amazing at what they do, and they also execute hockey amazingly. And everyone went went behind went behind it, and and it's great. So it I'm, I'm also really excited for the game. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's a a good win for the away side, but uh, I'm looking forward to the atmosphere in T-Mobile. No, it should be nice. You know, one thing that when Vegas was announced, people were saying that the rivalry was going to be between Vegas and Arizona. But the real rivalry has been Edmonton-Vegas. When they've played, it's almost always been very close and very competitive games when they've hooked up. See, I don't know if I would say there's a rivalry, especially in the same sense that, like, Edmonton and Calgary, or even if you think Edmonton-Vancouver has. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas-San Jose seems to be the big rivalry with the playoff series yeah. last year. And the five-minute you know, power play, which five wasn't a power play yeah, BS. That whole situation. <laughs> you know, um... Pete DeBoer and Ryan Reeves um, going from enemies to like like team or working like together, coach, working together, yeah. um, and and you could even tell with the quotes from a lot of those players they were they were 
not so happy about it just because, you know, they learned to hate the guy. So I would say that's more of the rivalry. And it's hard mm. to have it this year because the Sharks are just so bad. Yeah. But, uh, so I w- yeah, I wouldn't say it's a rivalry, but it's definitely two teams fighting in in a division race. And mm. it's two teams who, at the trade deadline, have, have loaded up to, yes, to make have. a run for it. Like Vegas going and getting Robin Lehner, mm-hmm. Alec uh, Martinez, who or Alan Martinez, who I don't think is that good, but, you know, defensive depth is always good to have. Of course it is. Um, I think they picked up Cousins. Yes, Cousins from is From Montreal. Yep, they got Nick so, Cousins. So they're trying to, uh, trying to bolster what, what everyone has always thought was the, the best roster on paper in the Pacific Division. You have their line uh, with Marsha Show and, and Riley Smith and William Carlson. Um, that was really dominant in their first year when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then they rebuilt, um, rebuilt their forward core, adding Mark Stone, who I think is one of the better, best forwards in the league. Max Pacioretty, who's having a great comeback here. Yes, he is. Um, so I think they just they had a good team and, and they got better. Um, one of their weaknesses was was goal, where yeah. Mark Andre Fleury hadn't hasn't been having the best year. But then when you look to the backup, Malcolm Subban, probably not an NHL goaltender. I think that's fair to say at this point. So. Bring in Robin Lehner, who's, I think, one of the better goalies in the league at this point. Yes, he is. Uh, is, a, is a big win and really has a lot of insurance if you can't play Flurry, if he falters just on back-to-backs, a regular backup situation, doesn't become an automatic loss. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, Vegas did, did pretty well for themselves. The Oilers, uh, you know, ass listeners would know, brought in Tyler Ennis, mm-hmm. Adam you, Mike Green. Um, we were traveling uh, yeah. during the game yesterday, so we weren't able to watch it. But from everything I've seen, as far as possession numbers go, uh, th- those guys were at the top. Um, Ennis and Athanasiu, both over 65% Corsi 4. Uh, Mike Green, I think, had 57% in just 13 minutes um, with time on the penalty kill. Um, I like from from Again, from what I read, a, a, a real lackluster first period really did the team in, but... Overall, um, the Oilers are a team that really loaded up to make a run for it as well. Um, you know, the Ennis-McDavid-Athanasiu line that debuted yesterday uh, worked hard for two goals. They uh, did. All assisted by uh, the other forwards. Athanasiu got his first as an Oiler. Tyler Ennis got his first. Um, so I'm really looking forward to watching those guys uh, play for the first time in person. And really, I guess I didn't really see them on TV except for... A few highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 uh, bad for the Oilers that Kyler Yamamoto's out week to week. Considering the Leon Draisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins line he was on was probably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league, uh, for the last month or so since Yamamoto's oh, come up. So that that hurts the Oilers, but bolstering that first line, which again didn't exist a week ago, with McDavid out with. Athanasiu and Ennis not part of the team. Exactly. Um, hopefully that can give them a bit of shelter. Of course. He mentioned Athanasiu. I mean, people were talking about bringing him in and, oh, look at his plus minus. It's minus, minus 45. Plus minus is just it's such an overrated stat. We can't look at that and say that's a bad player. And also look at Detroit. Detroit's having historically one of the worst years in the past 30 seasons in NHL hockey. Well, there See, was, yeah, there was yeah. no goaltending behind Athanasiu. No, and, and there that, wasn't. Not to say he isn't a flawed player with some risks. He's, um, he scores off the rush mainly, mm-hmm. um, and and when you have him uh, with McDavid, like they, they did, they scored two goals off the rush, yes. where where he could kind of chip in there. 
Um, so I don't think plus minus is very uh, indicative of that. I mean, everyone on Detroit had a bad plus minus. Mm-hmm. You get a minus for shorthanded goals again. Again, just no goaltending, no defense in Detroit. It's really just like a tire fire. And that's why, you know, it's usually a smart idea to take good players off bad teams because um, you can get value there. And they especially did that with Tyler Ennis, who's yes, already, you know, becoming a fan favorite in Edmonton, local boy. Um, but I think Athanasiu will benefit a bit from that. And I think Dave Tippett has also done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. all year about installing a defensive conscious in this team, but unlike other coaches in the league, um, doesn't do it to a fault where you drown out the offense. You no, know, exactly. He knows you still need offense to win games. I think he's okay with McDavid and Athanasiu trading chances, mm-hmm. but you're, you don't want to just have you know, no defensive conscious at all. So I think if you can build that into the system, I think the system uh, really works well to support players, um, you know, having, having like, that system really helps um, the players work through the part of the game, the breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you saw that it, when McDavid and Cassian and Neil and Negard have all been out, and yes. you had basically one real NHL line with, uh, Drysidel, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto, mm-hmm. and then three kind of fourth to fifth, sixth line. Like, I'm sorry, you you shouldn't be winning NHL games when you have a line that's Jujar Kara, Colby Cave, and Patrick Russell. No, you're um, correct in that statement. But the Oilers play a game where, you know, you can send those guys off, and hopefully they can just saw it off while the big guys can go and score. So you have Leon Drysidel who's having a Hart Trophy caliber season, um, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and if you can have that first line with Ennis Athanasiu and McDavid scoring well, I mean, you know, Riley Shahan and Josh Archibald have been good contributors on this team, and and props to them. But but from where we started, I think you have to give props to Dave Tippett for building a system that allows guys like that to to flourish, exactly. or, or at least contribute meaningfully to the team, and 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 get in on the forecheck and and create chances. Um, obviously those guys are also great on the penalty kill. So I think, uh, uh Athanasiu is a good, I think that like, I'm, I was okay with the risks. I think the Oilers have done a decent job at, at building a system where you don't actively like bleed chances, uh, at least to the point that Detroit was just because they didn't have the skill. No, it's and the true. Oilers, the Oilers have the top end skill, um, but their bottom six has been able to to uh, to contribute, so I, I'm I'm pretty interested. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited to see if that can continue, like if that can spread to Athens to you mm-hmm. um, with the caveat. One again, I didn't see last night's game over, though he did have really good possession numbers, um, which is a great positive sign. But it is only one game exactly um, against a Ducks team that's that's not very good. So tonight will. Uh, Shine will be exciting to see how those uh, how those guys uh, work together a lot. It's true. And you know what? Right now, Vegas is leading the division at 76 points. Uh, Vancouver is at 74, and so is Edmonton at 74. Edmonton wins. They'll jump ahead. They'll um, be only behind Vegas because, I guess, they'll, they'll be, they'll, 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 sorry, they'll lead the division. They'll be leading after, if they do beat um, Vegas. Right, because they'll have the yeah, same exactly, points yes. with more games. And more games, yes. But my thing is that people are saying, oh, the division is bad, the division is bad. Yes, I understand that. The leader would be middle of the pack in the Central or in the Atlantic. It would be out of the postseason. But to me, I like the fact you have a division where, sure, it's not the best, but it is compelling to see 
four or five teams within five points of each other for a division lead. I think it's very exciting, and yeah. also to that essay, like there's no one as bad as the Sharks or the Kings. Have been. No, They're, it's not like you get to play Detroit um, six times a year, like like some other divisions yeah. where where there's that bit of uh, where's that higher drop. You know, the Pacific doesn't really have any super high end teams. People thought uh, it would be Vegas this year, and mm. I think they're starting to show that. I think they're they're on a big run. Uh, like, what's their last ten games look like? Uh, last ten games, they have a mark of seven, two, and one. Yeah, so that's a good run, and and so I think like they're a good team that's really finding their stride. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas just runs off with the division lead. Mm-hmm. I get a win tonight for them would be huge in in that regard, um, considering where they were sitting in a couple weeks ago in in the wild card spot. Yes. Um, but you still have you know Edmonton. Again, we, we, we've talked about them. They're loading up. Vancouver went and got Tyler Toffoli. Yes, they did. Um, and, and he scored last night in, in a big overtime win against Montreal for them. Calgary isn't going away. Mark Giordano isn't back yet, but he should be back soon, and that'll be a huge boost for them. Um, Arizona, I think I think they're out. I think, I think they have played too many games. They can't score enough to stay them in. Like, getting... Darcy Kemper back, I think, is a bit too late at this point. Yeah. But, you know, like, as much as I love the guys, Taylor Hall doesn't have 15 goals. Phil Kessel doesn't have 15 no, goals. No, they've struggled. But those are guys that you rely, you have to rely upon for offense if you're the Arizona Coyotes. And that's what those guys were brought in for. I'm pretty surprised they didn't try to get something for Hall at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't think they're going to make it. I think they can try to make the pitch to Hall to stay there for eight years, but I think he's going to hit free agency. I think, yeah. Um, so, so who knows how that's how that's going to look? But uh, yeah, I think I think they're a bit behind the eight ball. I think Nashville has a better chance of getting in mm-hmm. in that last wild card spot. Even even the Jets with the high quality Vesna season Connor Hellebuck is having are a much better bet to make it. I think so. I know Taylor Hall, he is someone where, I don't know if you can afford him if you're Edmonton, but if there was some way somehow to bring him back, I'm some. I'm still very much in the train of, if you can find a way to make it work, bring him back in the offseason. He wants to come back. Because we've heard the word that it would be impossible somehow, some way. Um, yeah, I, and I'm a huge Taylor Hall fan, and I've been yeah. beating that drum all season. Mm-hmm. I think with how the trade deadline played out and... and you know, when you're looking to the summer, yes, as a long-term view, you have to think, okay, we need a winger for McDavid. People are thinking Mike Hoffman, Thomas Tatar, you know, um, and, and Taylor Hall would be would be one of them. I think with uh, the money they gave Darnell Nurse with the, the large overpay for Zach Cassian. Yeah, that um, worked me for Cassian that much money. Taking money out of the cap. Uh, you got Ethan Bear's going to get a big raise. He deserves to lock him down. He's in bear deserves to get paid. He's been a stud. But I think um, if you're looking at that, you have to think how the the rest of the seasons go. Mm -hmm. Because Ken Holland took a risk um, to get Andreas Athanasiu as McDavid's winger rather than Taylor Hall. Obviously, um, didn't pull the trigger and wanted to give up the multiple first uh, for Hall earlier in the year when, Mm -hmm. when he was being traded. So, it really depends on how Athanasiu works and how, how the cap works. With that trade, I'm thinking it's less likely because of, because of that. So, we'll see. If Athanasiu can keep it up um, like he did last night with two points, 
and, and kind of run that top line for Edmonton, close the season strong and go into the playoffs really well, he's going to be the guy. Um, they have He's an RFA. They have yep. two years of control still on him. So I think if that works out, um, it's going to be him. If it doesn't work out and, and the risk uh, doesn't pan out, yeah. then, then maybe that's a thing you look at. But um, I don't know. Like I think that's a great thing to do. I don't know if Ken Holland has the appetite for it. Mm-hmm. Um, just at the price tag, he'll probably command. Even though I think it's worth it, I think he drives play super well. Um, you know, he's he, he's he scores um, on a team that that still lacks real forward options, both the Kyries and the Oilers. Exactly. But I think uh, if you're thinking about who summer additions. Uh, Number one on the list really is Andreas Athanasiu right now. So if he if he does really well, scores himself a nice contract to play with McDavid, the problem's kind of solved there as far as left wing goes, where you have uh, Athanasiu playing up there, where you have Nugent Hopkins playing left wing with Drysaddle and Yamamoto, yeah. and and how you want to change those guys up in any given moment is fine. Um, but I think, yeah, if he if he succeeds uh, and has uh, a good and to the season, he's going to be the guy. I think so. I have a great, great point to be with that, Mike. You know what? Watching, watch when these guys are required. Watching Mike Green say he's happy to be here. One child ends come back. You know, we're a similar. We're, we're in similar age. We both saw players over the years have empty no trade clauses, refuse to come here. How refreshing is it now to see guys who grew up here and who didn't come grow up here say they want to be Oilers now in 2019-2020? Well, I mean, if you're looking at Mike Green and Andreas Athanasiu leaving the worst team in the I know, era, I know, Detroit's terrible. To come to a playoff team, I don't, I don't care if the team was in Siberia. I don't, care, I don't know if you, uh, if you <laughs> turn that down. Well, regardless, guys... These guys are competitive. They yeah. want to win. I think they're kind of beaten down in Detroit losing all the time. Well, regardless... So you offered them a way out. I don't think it has anything to do with Edmonton as a city. I think it just goes like, hey, I was on a losing team. I'm, I'm a competitor. I want to win. This is a team that's winning, and I feel like I can um, contribute to that. So I, I see that's exciting. Obviously, people want to play with Connor McDavid. Of but course. I think if they had the option uh, of going uh, to Edmonton or Vegas or Vancouver, uh, they'd probably like those places better, just better cities um, equally set up to, to win in the playoffs. No, of course. But even before and I'm more regardless, even, even, even before that, there was still a couple of times with Connor guys didn't want to come here. It was still seen as it was still seen as an undesirable market now. Back but, the, but I don't think yeah. that's changed. I think uh, I if I recall correctly, Mike Green had to submit a ten team no trade list he in, did. in February mm-hmm. that still had Edmonton on it. And then decided to right. wave it. And now it's changing. Game. Now the mentality because now Edmonton's but winning. But like now, over but, a month, yeah. like I don't think he's like, oh, now Edmonton looks well, good. No. He's just like, okay, fine. If there's a trade to be had, right. I'll take it. But historically, guys would say not a chance. Edmonton, like it was. I, I don't know if you. I don't think anyone would have stayed on that Detroit team not to, no not to not come to Edmonton. No, I it's mean, the same way Joe Thornton. Uh, it came out that he did want to trade, and and he wanted to go to a competitor. Well, but the man has bled teal for for almost. Almost two decades now, and, yeah. and and he he's always wanted to uh, be a shark and win with the sharks. But at, at mm. a point where the team is just destitute and swirling towards the bottom of the standings, yes. you know you want to win a cup. So I don't think that would say like uh, if Joe Thornton ended up getting traded mm-hmm. anywhere, I don't think it would really speak to the specific city as long as that city offered him a chance 
um, to achieve his dream win the Stanley Fair Cup. Fair enough. And like Patrick Marlowe, I was very surprised to see Marlowe accept the trade back out east, but at the same time, Patrick Marlowe's been in the league since 97 and has not won a cup. So I can see now when you've been in the league like Thornton and Marlowe since the, since the late 90s, you want to win yeah. after being in the league for 22, 23 years. Right. Mike Green's 30, 34. 34. 34, so, yeah. And, and I don't think he's ever won a cup. No, he's not. So, um, not, not that his addition makes the Oilers cup contenders, but... Um, it helps, though. It does. It, she it, does. You want to go to the playoffs. That's why yeah. you're there. You're you're a professional hockey player. You want to go to the playoffs. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, I, I think he would have accepted a trade to Siberia if they had a playoff. Oh, that would And my last point here, Mike. You know how you know this is it is fun. How much fun has it been to see all the Emtonians here? Because I've talked. I have a lot of friends who cover the Golden Knights, and they've told me that no fan base like Edmonton conquers the city. Like like the Leaf fans come here. Um, Sabre fans come here, Coyotes fans come here, teams from all across the league come here, and Orla fans take over Las Vegas. It's incredible to see. I, I, I was talking to you earlier about it, and I think I was just uh, taken aback by how much, you know, a city with so much to do embraces NHL hockey. Yeah. And I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that these other teams uh, do come in here, and all these fans, like us, come in here and kind of take it over. So you kind of either have to, you either roll over and just accept it like, yeah, it's Vegas. We're the tourist city. We're, <laughs> we're everyone's team. Come, come watch that. And, you know, people, including myself, like we talked at the beginning, thought, you know, maybe all the tickets are just going to be bought by the casinos. By casinos, and yeah. There, and, like, it'll be business trips or, like, people, people going on, uh, um, like, bachelor parties and stuff. Maybe we can convince them to buy some tickets. But mm. it's genu- genuine hockey fans here. Yes, it is. Um, but it's up, uh, yeah. If the this, the fans here uh, had to pick between rolling over and dying and, and succeeding to that, or or really embracing the team and and putting up a fight of their own in that building, and and it's really great to see. I think going to the Stanley Cup final in year one mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. I think if the team came out and had a season like Detroit is this year, I don't think you would see the same level of uh, embracing as the city does. But I think. I think that's fair, and I think that comes with anything. I think you're not going to see a lot of support in a city for a bad team, nor should you. No. You know, Chicago is a famous original six franchise, and they've been um, a, a pinnacle of franchise success over the last ten years. Mm-hmm. But before that, um, they weren't even on TV. People were ashamed to be Blackhawks fans. Exactly. They were terrible. Yes. Um, and, and you can't blame them for, for wanting to watch a bad product. Uh, not wanting to watch a bad product and embrace a team that, you know, acts like they don't care about you, which you can say about a lot of teams. I think the Oilers have had that problem in the past and, and still to a certain extent do this day where, you know, why would I care about the team if it doesn't, if they don't care about me? Um, and Vegas got ahead of that. And they, they built, they have, they built a winner that, you know, they had success out of the gate and then didn't stop. You know, they brought in Patrick, they brought in Stone. You know, these are... NHL stars that they're supplementing their team with, uh, so it's really makes it really easy to buy in. And I think the game day experience is something I've heard a lot about. But, mm-hmm. You know, I'm and like I said earlier, I'm really excited to take that in. Yeah, and, and see what makes Vegas a unique hockey town. Yeah, immense success. You know, the Vegas, the now I can't believe I'm saying this is a real thing. The Las Vegas Raiders yeah. are on their way. And for the first time in probably ever, an NFL team has work to do against the NHL because I don't really see this football fans here, 
But how many fans are going to leave the Golden Knights to go watch football team that was horrible last year? I don't think that's going to really be a... I don't think it's really going to happen because they're, they're coming in as a bad football team. Even though, yes, it's for the NFL team, they're not very good. And you have a hockey team here who's been to playoffs every single year they're existing. So they have some work to do for the Raiders. Well, I think it also has a lot to do with the identity. Like the Golden Knights hashtag, uh, hashtag Vegas born. Mm-hmm. The Raiders aren't Vegas born. They're no. Oakland born. They're Oakland's team. Yes. They got taken away from them. It's not like the Golden Knights are inherently Vegas. It's it's loud. It's over the top. It's everything. Where it's like the Raiders, you know, black and gold. Mark Davis haircut. You know, I, I just feel like it doesn't have the same uh, um, the same kind of vibe to it that that everyone really embraces the Golden Knights because we said that you know hockey wouldn't work here and they're like, well, we're gonna make it work here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they had they built the team themselves and and they built the success themselves. So. It just, I don't know, I always have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to relocated teams. Um, I always thought that, you know, Raiders fans who went to the games last year when they know they were going to get moved. Yes. I was like, that, that felt bad to me. Because I'm like, no, they're taking their team away from you. They don't care about you, like I said. No. So, I don't know if you're a Vegas Raiders fan, why... Why would you think the team cared about you rather than just like another city where that where they could get an arena or or a stadium? Uh, and I don't know what the taxpayer dollar situation mm-hmm. was with it, but there's got to be something. Um, and they're just trying to extract money. Not saying the Golden Knights aren't. I mean, they're all businesses. Yes, they are. But you know, there's something inherently Vegas about the Golden Knights that I don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to capture. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And before we go, I'll ask you, Mike, for tonight, give me a score prediction. How do you see this game going down? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's go 5-3 Golden Knights. 5-3 Golden Knights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Oilers on the second half of a back-to-back. Um, they're missing Kyler Yamamoto. They're still missing Oxford Clefbaum. I think if these teams end up meeting in the playoffs, you're going to get a great series, but the Oilers are a bit banged up right now. Um, but hopefully we'll see some goals. You know what? This is a team in which I mentioned earlier, these teams always have a great matchup when they hook up against each other. So I will say Edmonton wins it 5-4 in a shootout. Ooh, that would suck. Shootout suck. <laughs> hey, you, that. That's like, you, what, you, you'll get three on three though at least. You'll see three yeah, on three, Mike. Yeah, see someone score in three on three. Well, we'll see what happens. I wow, you can't please you can't please this guy. No. I think I'm gonna give him three on three. He doesn't he was wild, but no one scores. Yeah, I goals. You want goals? He All right. Up. I'm still a, I'm, I'm still some of a shootout backer. I still I say it's my give my real proposal. You want to limit shootouts? You can keep them, and people have been on me for this. No, have your, I'm, I'm have on you for this. Don't do have this. Your, no, this what? is terrible. No, no, no! It's not. It's not. It's not what I suggested years ago. It's not what I suggested years ago. Is it your two ago. on two? Yes, it is that. Yes. Yeah. Why not? How many shorts would you get if you go to two on two for another you period? You would get zero if you just did three on three for ten more minutes. Well, well, two on two. You have even more open ice. Even more open ice in two on two. But you can't even really do more anything open... with two on two. On what do you mean you can't do you can't, anything with two on two? You can't like two. spring a guy for a two on one. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's not going to be the same. But kind it's of still thing. hockey. It's still. It's still hockey with goalies facing a shooter, and there's actual defense needed, though, in a, in a yeah, two-on-two situation. Yeah, why can't you just do three-on-three three for ten minutes? I don't think you'd get any shootouts. If but you there's, no guarantee, there's no guarantees of, 
I would say it's, you get, it's more likely to get a shootout with two on two than I, I standing three on three. I would three on three unlimited. I don't think it would last that long. It wouldn't be like the playoffs where you have multiple I don't, time periods. I don't know. I can't see a player agreeing to an unlimited period of three on three. I can't. I think they would demand. I think they would do that before they would do two on two. I don't two. know. I think players would demand we need a cap of time for uh, for three on three. Uh, I don't know. Well, I never know. Maybe one day we'll get those ideas happening. Anyways. That's it. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll post this as soon as possible. Edmonton, Vegas, we'll be down there. If you see Mike and myself and our friends, come say hi. We don't bite. Well, maybe Mike does. Later.